This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. What you have now is you have two converging crises, a crisis of capital markets and economics and a crisis of geopolitical and military. And they're converging very rapidly and then they're going to conflate. And once they conflate, they're going to spin out of control. The storm is here. It's Monday, the 20th of March, year of our Lord, 2023. We're kicking off an historic week uh, globally. We're going to get you into all of it. That is a uh, Canadian 
uh, country western band, One Ugly Cowboy. We're going to put their uh, link up. Make sure you go check it out. Check out the music. A pretty amazing uh, Canadian country western. I got to tell you, a cover on Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. Nothing could be more appropriate as we enter the first circle of Dante's Inferno, right? Remember the sign over that, the sign over is abandon hope, all ye who enter. We're not abandoning hope here because. This audience, this activist audience, not just here in the United States but throughout the world, you are the creditors' committee for the full faith and credit of the United States government. And wherever you are in the world, you are the tip of the spear in sorting this mess out uh, today. The uh, on your shoulders, and we're going to get into this in a lot of detail today. On your shoulders, you're bailing out the world's financial system for the elites. Just understand this: on your shoulders, in the United States dollar, it's all coming. Uh, Peter Navarro is going to join us in the second hour to go through that. Also, a historic meeting in Moscow, as we've warned about. Uh, the Biden, illegitimate Biden regime has hammered together an alliance uh, between the Chinese Communist Party and the KGB or FSB, whatever they call them, the gangsters that run uh, Moscow. That's today. That's the equivalent of the Molotov-Ribbentrop meeting in 1939 where they negotiated a pact between the Nazis and the Bolsheviks uh, that led to the really the kinetic part. Of, uh, of World War II. Uh, so we're going to get into in the early days of World War III here, uh, and we don't want to pull any punches here. We're going to give it to you, as we say down south, with the bark on, because we know you can handle it, and you've got to get the truth. You have to have the information, both your personal life, your community's life, your family's life, and your nation's life. The storm, this is no, more, no, no longer a gathering storm. It's not any, oh, we can turn. No, 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 we're in it now. The, the storm is here. We're, we're in it. We are in it. You're in the opening days of uh, of World War Three, the long uh, unrestricted warfare of the Chinese Communist Party and the absolute malfeasance and incompetence of the global elites have gotten us here. And um, hey, if we're to get out of this, and I know we're going to get out of it, it's not going to be quickly, but we're going to get out of it. It's because of this audience, MAGA. On top of all that, of course, uh, with lawfare, the Soros-backed uh, uh, I don't even know what you call them in New York City are trying to mess with President Trump. We'll get into that. Uh, so we got polling. We have uh, polling about the presidential campaign. We have polling about the the uh, bank, uh, the, the the disaster bailouts. Even more importantly, uh, it's now widely noted there are 186 other banks in the same shape as uh, SVB. This is a complete – for the $6.8 trillion you, you, uh, you spend for the federal government, this just shows you their incompetence. Uh, I think it's also their malfeasance. A Silicon Valley Bank, just remember one thing. Silicon Valley Bank was insolvent from at least the fourth quarter of last year. And people either knew it and looked the other way or um, or just didn't care. The um, And people made a ton of money off this. Goldman Sachs made $100 million. David Tepper, the uh, bottom-feeding distressed debt guy. I have nothing uh, wrong with distressed debt guys. It's 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 part of the creative destruction of our financial system. He's going to make a couple of billion dollars buying their bonds. The venture capitalists took out $42 billion a day, which they have not put back in. Uh, they're out, and you, uh, you, the American uh, taxpayer at MAGA, are going to underwrite the entire thing. Let's go ahead. A lot of stuff. So I've got a Bloomberg. i got a, a Morning Joe. I've got Robert DeBose from the Trump administration. He's one of the top financial guys we had to kind of do restructurings over at FHA. Very smart guy from Chase Bank. And we've got Mark Mitchell from Rasmussen with some polling of what the American people think of the bailout of Silicon Valley Bank. Let's go and play the cold, let's play the clips. By the way, that was Max Evans over at Getter, another unbelievable uh, video with the music of one 
Ugly Cowboy. Go check out One Ugly Cowboy on their site. You can see all of, all of their music. Of course, Max Evans got his own site up on Getter. Just an incredible uh, videographer. Okay, let's go ahead and play this cold open. I'm going to bring in Robert Bose. CBS is rescuing Credit Suisse from the brink of collapse by buying the bank for $3.2 billion. This is the first mega merger of two global banks since the 2008 financial crisis. The deal was brokered by the Swiss government over the weekend. The government will provide more than $9 billion to aid in some losses UBS may incur in the acquisition. Meanwhile, a new study finds that on the heels of Silicon Valley Bank, collapse, nearly 190 other banks are also at the risk of failure, even if only half of their depositors decide to withdraw their funds. This comes as the world's leading central banks jointly announced new action to boost dollar funding to cushion markets against the impact of bank problems. Joe. That is a lot. Let's yeah. bring in to, to, to kind of decipher it. Let's bring in co-anchor of CNBC Squawk Box. Andrew Sorkin, Andrew, poor, poor UBS, shotgun wedding. Swiss government says you're going to you're going to merge with Credit Suisse. I don't know how happy they were about that, but I guess uh, is this the end of our problems? Does this guarantee uh, bank stability in our time? I don't think we're there yet. Uh, this was, of course, an arranged marriage between two of the biggest Swiss banks. Uh, they think of their banks as national champions, if you will. Now there will be one national champion uh, in, in a combined UBS Credit Suisse. Uh, they'll likely have to, by the way, lay off potentially tens of thousands of people uh, around the world uh, to pull this off. I do think in the end, by the way, for UBS, it'll turn out to be a good deal, if you will. But it does not really end our problems here in the United States, as that study really revealed. Um, our banks don't have enough cash sitting on hand. Too many of them, like uh, Silicon Valley Bank, have effectively bought uh, long-duration bonds at effectively lower interest rates than where they are today. Of course, those rates have now risen dramatically, and therefore they look like they are sitting there with a loss. Uh, the FDIC says that there's something like 600 and uh, some odd million, a billion dollars, I should say, um, in unrealized losses embedded in our banking system today. And so the big question at this point is, you know, do those deposits remain implicitly or explicitly guaranteed? And if they aren't, what happens next? Uh, so, Andrew, hey, you've got I want to I want to I want to hold it. I want to hold that Denver. I want to hold that. I want to hold it right there. And don't don't rewind. Just keep it right there. I want Jonathan Lemire. OK. Um, what they've what they're doing, the discount window, the discount window is basically how your Federal Reserve just shovels money into the system. It essentially gives them what's called the Fed funds rate, which is a super discounted rate, just p pours money into the banking system. On Thursday, Friday, $168 to $180 billion, more than, at the, more than the worst day of the 2008 crises. Why is that? Uh, the banking system is insolvent. That's what they're telling you. They're, they're shoveling cash in here so these banks keep their solvency. And remember, we're going to talk about the math of this in the second hour because this and what they're doing at the, at the uh, swaps window globally, because you're also bailing out the globe. You got the J Bank of Japan, ECB. You're, you're saw the, you saw the Chiron there where you, they're trying to uh, make sure their dollar's available. The inflationary pressure of this is going to absolutely go off like a thermonuclear weapon. We're going to talk about that with Navarro 
uh, in the second hour. Uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin had a, a he says it keep, they keep saying $620 billion unrealized losses. That's Treasury's people held. And since the Biden spending led to the Biden inflation, the inflation had, and the interest rates went up. Those securities are worth, you know, 20 cents in the dollar or 30 cents on the dollar. Right. That, that hole is bigger than $620 billion. We believe that hole. There's a report that says that hole is two trillion dollars. Hence, that's where that's why they're that's where they're in depositors. Certain depositors sitting there going, well, hold it. Am I secure or not? Now, what you're going to see this week, write this down by Wednesday or Thursday. They're going to give a blanket. They're going to come out and give a blanket guarantee for all the deposits. That's 19 trillion dollars. That's the Biden administration. The Biden regime's next move is uh, is to do that. Uh, I want to bring in Robert Bose from FHA under President Trump was the guy that did the restructuring over there in Fannie Mae uh, that to, to the degree could be done. They're so messed up. Robert, give me your assessment of Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, are the deplorables in MAGA underwriting uh, basically the, the, the elites in this country feasting off taxpayers and depositors, sir? Yes, they are. You're absolutely right. This This is all started with Biden inflation. Driving up, driving down the value of the bonds, but the banks aren't required to mark them to market unless you get a Goldman coming in to talk to the FDIC, and then they will. What they did with uh, Silicon Valley Bank is, you know, they had 18 billion of capital as of year end, and their auditors, KPMG, gave them a clean opinion. They did cite a critical audit matter with their loan book, and they said they're going to continue to pretend like those bonds are fully valued. They were not fully valued. So this Silicon Valley Bank had two problems. Number one, like you pointed out, their bond portfolio was underwater by probably five to ten billion dollars right there. But that wouldn't wipe out all their capital. They also had these levered loans to head to global VC funds and PE funds. So they had a double problem. I don't think that's I think so, that's sort of hold, hold it, hold it, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Ho, 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 ho. Stop right there. Put a pin in it. Everybody understand. Those leveraged loans should have never taken place because there's no real assets to back it up. These were right. done. This is how the venture capital funds juice their returns. Instead of having to put in more equity capital, they're just borrowing it from this bank. And it's on your shoulders. Okay? That's just to juice their returns. That's 100% yeah. for them to make more money. And when it turns the other way, all the, all the on-ran types, right, the Ubermensches, the, the, the supermen, the, the Atlas Shrug crowd. Where's, where's Atlas Shrug? Are we reading Atlas Shrug this morning? Is that what they're reading? Because as soon as it flips on them, they come, they come to mommy and daddy in MAGA. Please bail me out. We're going to take a break. we got Robert Bowes. We're going to walk through this, and you're not going to like what you hear on the math. Who made out and made tons of money and who's stuck with the bill? Who are they putting the screws to? Here's who they're putting the screws to, ladies and gentlemen, the same people bailing out the world. You know who it is? I'm going to have a big reveal right now. Look in the mirror. It would be you. All next in the world. Buy gold and get a free safe to store it in. That's right. On qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 9898. Nine eight to get your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Here's the deal. The Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control. And guess what? It's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Let me repeat that. 
hedge inflation by owning gold, whether physical gold and silver in your own safe or through an IRA in precious metals, where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text Bannon to 989898. Yep. Good people at Visa, apparently, this morning. Uh, so, Andrew, um, you've got the Fed stepping in, doing what, what other central banks around the world are doing and to try to guarantee uh, money. Uh, my, question, my question is this, though. With the news that you just talked about, the news uh, that Mika read and reported, what, why, why would people not... Uh, why, Lemire, would people not continue uh, to move their money from regional banks to the big four national banks? Because right now, again, there doesn't seem to be any guarantee that the money is safe in regional banks. Yeah, and that's the concern. And that's what the White House is grappling with. That's what financial industry leaders are grappling with. The fear that this push, understandable push, will continue. That, that perhaps some of these regional banks right now are perceived as not a safe bet, as not being a good place to yeah. keep your money. Now, that's obviously different. You know, we're hearing from Treasury Secretary Yellen. We're hearing from you know the White House, other places, saying, no, no, we they're okay. We'll make sure it is okay. But, of course, it is reasonable to worry. And I do think you know the Credit Suisse matter is you know, somewhat separate overseas, but there's still real concern here in the United States about the future of these banks. Real, real worrisome. I was talking to some sort of financial leaders in New York at the end of last week who do fear that those won't be the last banks that go under that need help. Uh, so we're still in the early stages of this story, Joe. Okay. Silicon Valley, Valley Bank was insolvent. You know, even Elizabeth Warren, maybe we, I got that clip pulled, maybe we'll play it later. She called him out yesterday, the, the San Francisco Fed. It was insolvent. And people looked the other way. It was insolvent. You have a, the report is 186 or 200 other banks out there. They're in the same shape as Silicon Valley Bank. That, that's the report that the Wall Street Journal is, is pushing out. Um, and here's the thing. They change the rules all the time. But remember, every rule that gets changed is always on your shoulder. In Switzerland, remember, you said you're the populist, you're the populist nationalist, you breathe through your mouth. You know, uh, uh, Mitchell from Rasmus is going to have some polling here that's going to shock you in a second about how your betters think about the world and how you think about it. Um, but it always comes back to you, just like in 2008, just like the 20th anniversary. That's why in that great video that opened, it goes back to the Iraq, uh, the shock and awe. Remember, this is the 20, ironically, this is the 20th anniversary of it, okay? It always comes back to you. Your sons and daughters are going to die on the foreign battlefields, and you're going to underwrite this entire mess. Jonathan Lemire and Joe Scarborough are wrong there, is that Credit Suisse is absolutely part of this because they announced last night that the Fed is opening up credit swaps uh, for uh, all the big central banks, uh, Bank, of to- Bank of Japan, uh, Bank of London, ECB, all of it. Uh, the Swiss National Bank that put that together and nationalized the bank uh, lost $144 billion, I think 120 $44 billion last year, and they took $10 billion from the Fed. They took one of these credit lines from the, your Federal Reserve to keep, to keep the system flush, to keep the system salt, uh, solvent. And this is going to have – it's going to go off like a thermonuclear weapon on inflation because now this is quantitative easing on a massive scale, on a global scale. 
global scale, both the, the, both the discount window of the Fed of shoving cash, cash money, into these banks to keep the solvency going, right, number one. Number two is, uh, is the credit swaps they got throughout the world to keep solvency throughout the world. That's all going to come back. Navarro's going to walk you through the math. That's gonna, it's, a, it's a thermonuclear weapon. Remember, the re- reason we got in here is by the massive spending of the Biden regime with the collaborationists in the Senate Republicans. Massive spending of all that led to uh, the massive inflation, right, from the 0.86 on Trump's uh, on 3 November, 0.86 10-year Treasury, to over 4% at one point in time over the last couple of weeks. So massive inflation to higher interest rates, right, to try to quell that, that, that destroyed these government securities to the banks. So you got Biden spending, right, to Biden inflation, to Biden bonds, to Biden uh, banks. Don't, don't let Fox News all weekend on, on woke and everything. Yes, they're all woke and they're all ridiculous, redonkulous with the boards that got all of it. That's the noise, not the signal. The signal here is a system that they have this regime from the four years of peace and prosperity of Donald J. Trump to now. Bose, walk me through, walk me through who made out on the, on the Silicon Valley Bank. By the way, what you just told us is that it was insolvent in the fourth quarter, and the regulators and the accountants and everybody looked the other way, right? And, 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 and you, you brought up the leverage loan package. That's just, that is just – your betters in Silicon Valley making more money. That's the, that's the Sequoia Capitals and all the venture capitalists. Having loans are not really loans. It's really just more venture capital, but they're not putting it in. The bank's putting it in, but it's not guaranteed by anything. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing there. There's companies with algorithms, these startup companies. They never should have loans to them. That's part of the scam, and that's why they should have credit lines. They should have put credit lines in to make payroll. To make operations. No, 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 no. Had to take their $42 billion out, suck all the cash out of the bank, and leave it to you. By the way, the, pers- the group making the bailout globally, l- look in the mirror. You are, when you hear this happy talk, full faith in credit. As I said, full faith in credit of the good old United States of America and its Federal Reserve and its Federal Reserve notes, look in the mirror. Like Pogo said, we have met the enemy, and it is us. You have met the, you have met the saviors, and it be you. Okay, you, you are the full faith and credit. It's all coming back on your shoulders. Uh, Bose, walk me through Silicon Valley Bank. How outrageous! Wow. So it was a double whammy there. They, not only did they have the hundred billion of of um, fixed income bonds that were had no capital applied to them, zero capital on those, and they were not marked to market. Even their auditor, KPMG, said they're fine. Just fourteen days before, everybody, everybody says the valuation's fine until FDIC. And Janet Yellen and the hedge funds kind of get together and say, well, guess what? For every other bank, we're going to let them extend and pretend, but we're going to decide for some reason that Silicon Valley Bank has to mark their bonds to market. No other bank has to mark their bonds to market. That is the scariest thing, the, the selective application of the law, just like we see in, in, in Trump world, you know, in justice, selective application. We have selective application of the accounting rules here. Every other bank now has to get, doesn't have to mark their bonds to market, but Silicon Valley Bank does because the hedge funds want to get a deal. <laughs> but, they wipe but, out but, eighteen. Yeah, but but yeah, but but you should have to market to market. Otherwise, you you're just in pretend. Exactly. Those right. those government security those government securities. You know, you'll have the second coming before the before the those government those securities are back at par. You just you just will. It's not going to ha- not in this inflation. You think you've seen a, because. 
they got two choices now, right? They got two choices. They either deal with inflation or by jacking interest rates, or if they jack interest rates, they take down the system even more. I think they're just going to let – because the inflation is, is an unfair, illegal tax on you, the Grundoons. So they're just going to let inflation just burn. I mean that's, that, that's the conundrum they're in, correct, Brother Bose? Yeah, but the, so in Silicon Valley Bank, just the, not, they had unique risk with their levered loan portfolio to the VC world. That's another whole different problem that many other banks don't have. I don't, I don't really buy this 186 other banks are going to fail because they don't have the SVB risk. But the real risk is meddling by this White House and Janet Yellen. I don't want them anywhere near this stuff they, they, to just randomly change the rules. Let's stick with the rules. If, if you, they ought, like you said, Steve, they need to have mark-to-market accounting, and they need to have capital posted for those. They need to have consistent rules, not just you know change the rules for one bank to take it down and transfer $18 billion of profits to Goldman or to hedge funds. It, this is this was a mess, a disaster. That's what happened here. By the way, Go, Goldman, Goldman, their financial advisor, then turns and does a trade for their loan portfolio and makes a hundred million dollars in an afternoon last week. It, David Tepper, the, the the junkyard dog, three three hundred million, three hundred million on, on the loan package. And available for sale portfolio. That was just the twenty on twenty eight billion. I want to know what the deals are on the other hundred seventy five billion. And guess who's you, paying you for gotta that? You got to love it. The, the it, they're pushing that losses on to all the, us the, other t- depositors. A hundred percent. Remember, you're going to pay it through bank fees. You're going to pay it through bank fees. Hang on for one second. Let's get Mark Mitchell in here. Mark, you've actually gone out and asked the American people what they think of this. Can you give us the first cut of the Rasmussen polling on this, sir? Absolutely. The federal government recently intervened to take over Silicon Valley Bank. Do you approve or disapprove? 47% of U.S. likely voters, a plurality, actually approve of this bailout. 40% are opposed to it. But here's the thing. We've been doing, you know, questions on bailouts, let's just say, all the way going back to 2008. There's a long history of bailouts in this country. And believe it or not, if you go back and look at the numbers and stack this set up against previous ones, this is actually one of the most supported bailouts we've ever pulled on. What's the difference? Back then, we didn't have Build Back Better Biden. So it's Democrats and most importantly, Biden's strong approvers who are really driving this pro-bailout signal. Democrats weren't for bailouts in 2008, and now they are by two-to-one margin over both Republicans and independents. So a huge change in public opinion on bailouts. But of course, it can't get to a majority. Only 22% of U.S. likely voters strongly approve of this bailout. 24% strongly disapprove. Um, The numbers for Republicans are 35%. For independents, it's 38% approving. Democrats, 67%. Biden's strong approvers, 83%. Only 18% of Biden's strong disapprovers approve of this bailout. Really stark difference, especially in the Biden approval numbers. Okay, and this, remember, just remember this, folks. This is without the nation listening to War Room and actually breaking it down. Because this is the only place I've seen that's got a detailed breakdown of who made out like bandits and who got stuck with the bill. Okay, if the American people had the full information and understood how they're being played for chumps, that that number would be much higher. There is a breakdown by before we go to break, Mitchell, and I need you to stick around. There is a breakdown by class. There is a breakdown between low wage earners and high wage earners. How does that break out? Well, we also asked later uh, how likely is it the taxpayer money is going to bail out wealthy investors. But on this first question of whether they approve or disapprove of the bailout, Usually there's a signaling in the income. Usually it's not that strong. In this case, it is. 
Voters with incomes under $50,000 a year, about 42% of them, approve this bailout. Incomes above $200,000, approved. Okay, uh, Mark, hang right there. The people who are 200000 got to realize you're just a wage earner. You're nothing but a wage earner, okay? You're not on the other side of the table here. You're getting stiffed also. Short commercial break. The worst regressive tax in the world is inflation, and it's coming, baby. All next in the war room. Citizens, the headlines are getting worse and worse day after day. It seems like Armageddon could be just around the corner. That's why I highly recommend you stock up on emergency food right away. You already know you're going to need this food someday. Why not get it now before it's too late? Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. When you do, you'll also get $200 worth of rugged survival gear as a free bonus. You'll need this gear when things fall apart. The grid goes down. and any other time, you need to fend for yourself by yourself. To see what you get, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your $200 of free bonus gear comes with each three-month emergency food kit you order and includes free shipping. That way, your whole family can be prepared. Don't delay. Act now. And sleep better knowing your family won't suffer when disaster strikes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and enjoy free shipping. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we got a lot to get here. Uh, by the way, Steve Cortez spoke last night at the Queen's Republican uh, uh, Party uh, event. It was a home run. He showed me some of the photos. It was absolutely incredible. And he said there were tons of war room uh, posse there. We want to give a big shout out. It's one of the best Republican uh, clubs in the country. And Queens, there's a lot of fighters in New York. A lot of fighters in New York. So I want to give a hat tip to everybody there. Cortez, it was absolutely incredible. So uh, just fantastic. Uh, and there's, we're winning all over the country in these grassroots efforts to take over these parties. We're going to start highlighting more of that this week uh, as we try to deal with all the onslaught of news because there's a lot, and it's important. A lot of signal here. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark uh, Mitchell, can you continue on with your can you continue on with your uh, your polling on on this uh, on this fiasco? So the reason people are still approving these bailouts or, or they, is that they're not getting they're just hearing the happy talk on CNN and uh, and uh, and and uh, CNBC and MSNBC. But that's the reason. Go, go ahead. Continue on, sir. Some of them. Yes. Some of them believe what they're told to believe. Some of them implicitly trust Biden. But I think, as you'll find, there are some nefarious people in here as well. How likely is it that Silicon Valley Bank takeover will result in taxpayer money being used to bail out wealthy investors? Amongst all likely voters, it's 67% or two-thirds. 43% say very likely. Uh, Only 23% say not likely. So that's a very clear signal. Um, the party numbers, Democrats are on board with this one. But so hold, 60- hold, hold, but hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Put a pin in that right there. That's already a given fact because they're doing it, through, they're backdooring it through the FDIC on fees. So, so every Schmendrick watching this show is going to pay for this. You're going to pay for it through increased fees. That's a, they only got $100 billion in, uh, in, they only have $100 billion in the FDIC. There was 150 or $155 billion of unsecured depositors. At uh, at Silicon Valley Bank, you add Signature Bank on that, you're at you're at two hundred fifty billion at a quarter of a trillion dollars right there. Just the first two 
out of the box. Now you're going to have Republic because they're going to have to shore up that. But keep going. My point is, people don't understand. They don't understand how they how they don't understand the mechanism because they're not told it in in a straightforward way. It's all it's all uh, it's a three card money with this. Continue on, Mark Mitchell. Well, I think that's a seat of the pants signal here because we actually started asking people these questions back on March 9th. That was a long time ago. And of course, I think a lot of these people aren't seeing exact details of the bailout plans in the news. I think that they this is what they expect out of their government. 61% of Democrats, 75% of Republicans, and 66% of independents agree that taxpayer money is going to bail out. And we put the word in there, wealthy investors. Um, and going back to the income numbers, this one's really going to upset you as well. Uh, 75% of those who earn more than $20,000 acknowledge the taxpayer money is going to bail out wealthy investors. Three out of four people who earn two, over 200000 wow. Um, now, also, you, 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 you yep. Yeah, go ahead. Continue on. Well, often in Biden approval, we see the biggest split between strong approve and strong and disapproves. Here, the Biden strongly disapproves. Eighty-five percent of them agree that taxpayer money is going to be used to bail out wealthy investors. But also, fifty-four percent of Biden's strong approvers, so they know this is happening. This is part of the the Biden plan. So now the final question we asked is how likely is it the political considerations influence the Biden administration's decision making in regard to Silicon Valley Bank? And again, two thirds, 66 percent of U.S. likely voters say that it is at least somewhat likely, 45 percent say very likely, that political considerations influence the decision. 75 percent of Republicans, but also 58 percent of Democrats now, this pattern and th- these numbers look very familiar to me. They look just like what the numbers were two weeks ago when we asked U.S. likely voters, how likely is it that undercover federal agents helped provoke the January 6th Capitol riot? So to me, this is a signal about government trust here. This is a signal that people know that their federal government is making decisions politically with things that affect them out of their taxpayer wallets. And again, going back to Biden approval, 48% of those who strongly approve of Biden acknowledge that political considerations likely influence the decision to make that bill out to Silicon Valley Bank. By the way, remember, we bailed out the worst of the worst. You bailed out everybody deplatformed you, everybody that debanked you, everybody that supported the Fauci, everybody supported the COVID thing, all, all of it. That's who you bailed out on, on your nickel. Uh, you, you're familiar with this crowd. You used to be in venture capital, uh, Brother Mitchell? Yeah, I wanted to talk about this. So I spent five years at a VC between 2012 and 2017. And that's really when a lot of the post-crisis easy money came flooding into the VC markets and valuations started shooting through the roof. And what happened is exit horizons start to get pushed out farther as the can kept getting kicked down the road. Why would you sell your company if you can take in a billion dollars at a $15 billion valuation? And so these companies grew. And I think what you'll find, I think what anthropologists will look back and say after this interesting period in our history, is that that same easy dollar that built this hyperinflated and interconnected web of financial dealings is, is the same easy money that built these non-financial decisions that we see ourselves talking about every day when we use the words woke and we use the words culture war. 
I think it's really the same movement because these people can make decisions and there isn't a financial feedback mechanism to hold them accountable for. The, the no accountability. They, they, they take no responsibility and no accountability. It's a brilliant assessment. Uh, Mark, how do people get to Rasmussen, to your site, to everything, to find out more of your polling? RasmussenReports.com. We'd really love it if you'd sign up as a reader and you can dig through all our past polling the dozens of times we've asked about bailouts since 2008. Come and follow us on Rasmussen underscore poll at Twitter. Really great, great Twitter feed. And then come and look at some of my commentary videos on YouTube. Thank you, brother. Uh, Bose, uh, we're nationalizing the bank. Let me be blunt. The banking system is insolvent. Uh, we're printing money that we can't back up. It's going to come on a massive devaluation, inflation, however you want to call it, onto the onto the, the deplorables, the working class people in this nation, the middle class. Uh, but we we have other nationalized. People don't realize other parts of our financial system are already nationalized. Am I incorrect in that assessment? Yeah, no. Brother we've Bose? seen this, seen this movie before in the '08 mortgage meltdown. That year's Hank Paulson is this year's Janet Yellen. FDIC, the feckless managers of this that let this happen last year. It was it was. Poor policies by Fannie, Freddie, and Congress pushing out CRA requirements. We, this, this is um, back to Mark Mitchell's uh, interesting points. Of course, people want to cover their deposits, but the average deposit is like five thousand dollars. So every, you know, when it, when you have a two hundred fifty thousand dollars deposit insurance guarantee, that's fine. But the, now, when you want the big guys like Warren Buffett coming in to get get his bailout and his implied guarantee. We, we did this with the mortgage market. We have an implied guarantee. It's nationalizing. Guess what? Everybody's paying twice the cost for that now. It was 30 bips for mortgage guarantees yep. then. Now it's 60 bips now because of the nationalization of Fannie and Freddie. Are we going to see the same thing? Because you now you have FDIC already underwater before the SVB crisis gets whacked by $20 billion. Now it's down $100 billion to cover $3 trillion of, <laughs> of insurance. And they're trying to jack it up yeah, to yeah, twenty five trillion. But hold it, there's no way. But, but, but hold it, the the, the but the hundred billion is also in government. What nobody wants to talk about the the, the insurance, the hundred billion, that is also in government securities. They they right. they have the same problem. They have they have unrealized losses too. It's and everywhere. They're, they're not required because, to market. Let me go like back. Here's it, not, here's here's the thing. Remember. Biden's over-the-top spending, American Recovery Act, the, the Build Back Better, the infrastructure, all of it. That was that was the collaborative. Mitch McConnell was right along with it. That massive spending, massive, led to massive inflation, historic, going from zero to to uh, to um, to six nine percent or one percent to, to six and nine percent is massive, right? Mathematically, okay. That inflation destroyed these government securities. People had these long, these 10-year treasuries at 1%, destroyed 20, 30 cents on the dollar for a money-good government security, okay? That blew a hole in all their balance sheets, all their balance sheets, and that left you with these banks and a banking system to solve it. What are they doing? They're just infusing the baby with cash. They're printing money. They're just printing money right now, and that all somebody, that, that money is a liability. It ain't an asset. It's a liability, and here's the due bills coming to you on more massive inflation, okay, devaluation. And also, this is what the meeting in Moscow is about. The meeting in Moscow is how to get off the U.S. dollars, their currency. They already got the Persians. They already got Iran. They already got the House of Saud. They're saying, hey, we'll, 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 as risky as your currency is, we'll do it there before, be, be, to, to get away from what the Americans are doing, right? And that's what they're that, – this whole partnership – 
this geopolitical partnership on the Eurasian landmass that has a massive military component to it and a kinetic part. That's the convergence of the two crises. Underlying that is a massive financial. The global south, who, by the way, don't listen to MSNBC. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the whites in Western Europe in the United States in this Ukraine situation, who, who's not saluting is the global south. The South African Navy is in naval exercises. The South African Navy is in naval exercises with the Russians and the Iranians and the Chinese. Okay, so you have this whole thing. But the underpinning is to break the U.S. dollar and the Biden regime, the illegitimate Biden regime, is on testosterone to do this. Remember, elections have consequences. Stone elections have catastrophic consequences. Bose, what's your, what's your social media? How do people get to your always hot uh, Twitter feed and all that, where do they go? Uh, Robert underscore B underscore Bows at Twitter. And we do not want to bail out of the rep, you know, they, let, let the big guys uh, fend for themselves. The little guys need to be protected. Thank you, sir. The, we're going to be at the forefront of that. Uh, but that, <laughs> unless somebody steps up, I haven't seen anybody step up yet. They got to step up and say, this is not right. By the way, you talk about, you talk about lack of trust. Let me bring Naomi Wolf. This is a perfect segue. You talk about lack of trust. We're gonna, we don't have time for it because how long is it? I got a thing of Fauci meeting a residence of Washington, D.C. I think it takes three minutes. Does it? Two? Let's go ahead. Let's play it, and then we'll bring Naomi. Let's go ahead and hit Fauci. Talk about the trust of government. Here we go right now. Cold with Fauci. People in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to but create vaccinations. Well, it, it used to take years. Okay, it used to, it, you, it know used how, to take years. you know how many years were invested in this, in this approach? About 20 years of science to get us to be able to do it. 20 years is not enough. And nine months is definitely not no. enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that you all came up with. The only yeah. reason I'm talking to you right now, as close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it allow thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this world. Something like the common flu then, right? And, and not like, not it's like much the more serious flu. than the flu. Though. Well, the flu kills a lot of people annually yeah. too. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about 20 to 30,000. You know how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Well, you, well, that, well the, the number that you all given that died, that's, that's once again, that's you all's number. You gonna pass. Yeah, definitely. Because right. when, when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Something yeah, else, something it, else going I, on it is that. something going on. Yeah, something else You're going right, on but I'm glad millions of people like me and almost everybody here didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that, I, well, I won't keep you anymore. It's okay because my my my, my incentive, y'all campaign, is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear. This pandemic. That's all it is. Fox Populi, right there. Have you seen anything more, more right up in, right up in Fauci's face? Naomi Wolf, right after the break. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. 
sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to itargetpro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. New social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now if you download Getter, you get Naomi Wolf, you get Peter Navarro, uh, Steve Cortez, myself, everybody. And I'm putting up stuff nonstop. Other people are, too. It's just incredible. It's easy. It's free. It's easy to use. I can use it, and I'm an idiot. Not just download and, and watch everything going on. I can actually participate, and you can, too. We want everybody in the War Room audience, in the War Room posse, in the Vanguard, in the cadre, to make sure you're on Getter. You get nonstop uh, free flow of information. Uh, Naomi Wolf joins us. Naomi, this is about trust in government. One thing I want to say, for, we're going to get more to the financial crisis in the second hour in the geopolitical with China, with the CCP, who must be taken down now more than ever by cutting them off, cutting off their access to capital, these gangsters who are trying to go to become a full hegemon. That's what's happening here. The Swiss, over the weekend, they, you talk about these institutions, oh, the populist nationalists, they want to burn everything down. They're, they're the worst people. They don't believe in our great institutions, our institutions, our institutions. Over the weekend, they just threw out the rule book. Remember, this is what they did in Silicon Valley Bank. They, they took the bank and they said, no, we don't have a shareholder approval. They just, they just literally threw it away, took the bondholders down to zero. They just made up. They just, over the weekend, realized to save themselves, to nationalize the Swiss banking system. Remember, the Swiss is the platinum of the platinum. That's where all the, all the dictators in the world want to have their cash, right, because they can get to it and, and the guys get good returns. This is now nationalized over the weekend, and how they did it, they just jammed it together, totally threw out all the laws, all the rule of law, and just made up new rules, new laws, and they did it. You know why? Because they can, and you can suck on that. Just like right now, throughout the world, the whole solvency thing right now is just the federal government, the Federal Reserve just printing money, printing money that we don't have. It's, a li- it's not an asset. It's a liability to you. It's an asset to them. But you got to have a counter, you know, like an accountant. You have to have a, co- a contra account. That contra account, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. You're the contra account. But it's just not that. On, on, you just saw a citizen of Washington, D.C., Naomi Wolf, uh, who just laid out the best argument right in Fauci's face. Well, hey, hey, dude, you're coming door to door. You're not jabbing me, brother. <laughs> Naomi Wolf. Yeah. Um, I, you know, these things are connected, I think, because – isn't it the case that 
the Silicon Valley investors who invested in all those startups have their risk dialed way down if the federal government steps in and keeps those startups from collapsing or being unable to pay back the investments made in them. I mean, the first thing I thought of when I saw how the federal government was really reinventing capitalism, basically turning it into communism, essentially, or oligarchical communism, is that is that is the Twitter files like big tech did some huge favors to the Biden administration and they worked together to censor voices like ours and voices like, you know, all the people who are critical of that the vaccine rollout. Well, maybe this this looks like bribery to me or it looks like, um, you know, payola. I mean, it looks like the federal government basically making making sure their friends have no risk. And because this bank funded the tech sector. Um, so I'm just throwing that out because it, it it does seem really interesting that it's not the banks, it's not the s- small regional banks that are going to, you know, uh, that are going to be crashing and, and leaving uh, middle class people, working class people bereft of their savings, right? It's the bank of Biden's big tech friends who have been treating these startups, and I've seen this firsthand as a female founder, you know, the bros club treats these startups as kind of Ponzi schemes, it seems to me. And they say, well, who else is investing? Oh, that dude. Okay. And then they put all their, you know, they, they pull their money almost and they inflate the valuation. Um, and then as yeah, you're, yeah, it's, 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 it's the cool kids. It's, it's the cool kids table. It's a cool kids table in high school. That's it. It's not a bank. It's 185 to one leverage. It was, it was a hedge fund. And, and, and you got to ask, you know, Elizabeth Warren called it out yesterday, but she voted, as I said, Focahontas did vote for all the spending. So you can't – the spending was the problem. Now, the me- mechanism – yeah, they didn't – this thing was insolvent. Everybody knew it, and they all looked the other way. And the deplorables get to pick up through higher bank fees. That's how they're going to do this, through the FDIC, which doesn't have the money, not even anywhere close to the money. Naomi, loss of trust deals with the institutions of the merger of big pharma and and big government. Your latest report uh, in this joint effort in your new book, this latest report's even more damning. I mean, all of them have been damning, but they're like increasing in power of their damnation. Each one you put out. Tell us about this one. Well, it is cumulative, and I did wonder if that um, awesome uh, citizen who was just having none of what Dr. Fauci was peddling, um, you know, was a war room listener because he he had it 100% correct. And what really leaps out, and all of your viewers and listeners will recognize this, is how many flat-out lies Dr. Fauci was telling that that man. Um, one thing that struck me as someone who studies civil liberties is how intimidating it was to open your door and find 20 people, you know, these giant men somehow surrounding Dr. Fauci, um, you know, telling you that you need to have an injection. And the other thing that really uh, struck me is he, Dr. Fauci slipped and basically said there was no flu last year. It went away. Um, oh, where did it go? Uh, and Finally, um, his colleagues claiming that injecting yourself with this thing stops transmission and protects the community, just a lie. And, you know, remember when we're talking about money and the favors owed possibly that a a billion dollars went into that program, which now the Twitter files is revealing who got the money, the Virality Project, um, you know, flowing through the CDC, Stanford got the money, you know, all these people got the money in order to lie to exactly those communities. And the last thing you really should note is 
they targeted low-income communities. They targeted communities of color. Um, so it's it's just so evil. That's where our tax dollars went. Um, and now tax dollars are going to prop up the banks of the people who facilitated the lies. Um, so it's a 360-degree corruption. So now I will turn to... Um, uh, uh, hang, 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 on, hang on one second. Let's just go ahead and put a pin in it and just hang with me through the breaks. A 90-second break. We're going to come back with Naomi Walsh. She's going to give you a latest update on the Pfizer analysis, just to make you feel even better on this Monday morning. Uh, remember this. You are the creditors committee. You're the steadiest hands we have out there. If this nation is to be saved and it will be saved, it is going to come through your agency. Remember, your agency. Look in the mirror and look at the person who's going to save this nation. That would be you. Collectively, we're going to do it. We've got a long, tough road. Long and tough. No easy decisions. No easy choices. We're going to take a short 90-second break. Naomi Wolf, Dr. Peter Navarro, Dr. Bradley Thayer, Carrie Lake. We're jammed in hour two as we broaden our scope on The Storm Is Here. It's arrived. All in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 